welcome into episode 225 of Caitlin's Craft Collective. Today I've got a blather on cancel culture, the swap, and the Mimi Me section. So get your cup of tea or your dram or your IV drip, and I'll let you know what crack's been in Caitlin's this past couple of weeks, maybe three, 17 days to be precise. Oh, I mind the 125th episode. We're on 225 now, eh? 125, I remember it because it was intercity reference. And plus my mum and dad had a car registration number was 125 and somebody commented on it. (laughs) Anyway, I am writing this sitting in my car at Gill's Ferry Terminal looking at Orkney whilst my car charges. It started at 13%. We are bound so much these days by charging either on phones, Kindles, Chromebooks, earphones, seal, cam, battery, batteries or car batteries. So hello to all you listening in your car today. Toot toot. Hello to you on the bus, the train, the tram, the bike, the moving thing. Hello to you walking the dog or yourself or a child. Hello to you out on your run. Keep going my friend, keep going. Hello to you crafting, be it sewing, weaving, card making, spinning, knitting, crocheting, anything else crafty whatsoever. Hello to you just sitting. Sometimes I like to just sit. Like Winnie the Pooh, he thinks it's a great idea. Sometimes I'm a bear of a very little brain too. Oh, 22%. Right. I'm actually recording this at home on my laptop. Hello. I noticed that last episode there was a funny clicky noise and it irritated me. I asked somebody, hello lovely Lord Nora, and she said that she couldn't hear the clicky noise but I listened twice and I heard it twice. So I don't know whether it was my device or I'm going to blame using the phone to record it. So I'm actually using Soundtrap just now to edit this so hopefully this will be diff- different be good and different and I hope you enjoy the music that I have not yet made <laughs> sorry the lovely piano music won't be in this one Blather uh, last episode I mentioned I was going to talk about cancel culture It's something that's been on my mind since last year. Now, what is cancel culture? It is withdrawing support for public figures and companies after they have done or said something considered offensive. I mentioned J.K. Rowling and her views on transgender rights and biological sex. I have to admit not being an informed opinion on this before and I've read a bit more since she was denying humans their rights and beliefs in themselves. This is not something I could tolerate and I have stopped thinking that she is an all-encompassing role model. The way I see it, with people trying to identify what gender or persuasion they are inside it, us, is it was hard enough for me, being a single white female, single white female, that's a film, seeing it being a white heterosexual woman that comes with privilege enough. So if I felt that I was anything other than I would imagine, life would be so much more biased against me as the world we live in. As liberal as the UK is, we don't live where you can be whatever you want to be without anyone batting an eyelid. 
there are comments, there is discrimination and there is bias. Therefore, I have to be an ally and a supporter of anyone else who faces discrimination or my moral compass does not point north. This moral compass is from my background and upbringing and everyone's is going to be different from mine. The question now is, what happens when someone I know or follow has a moral compass I don't agree with? Do I a. stop following them and tell them or all my pals why I'm doing it? Now that in itself can be looked down upon. I see a lot of tweets from people saying they sent me a message to tell me that they and why they are unfollowing me. It could be hurtful. It could also be a lesson. If one did something wrong, then people call one out on it and if one learns one lessons, apologises and then whilst it's a hard lesson to learn, it can also have a positive outcome. Or do I be? Carry on following them to be informed. I've also seen this. There is two ways of thinking. One, I will only follow people who agree with me and my algorithm and values. Two, as in being, hold your friends close and your enemies closer. If you don't know what they are thinking or projecting, you can't be informed the two sides of the coin. I think possibly Jonathan Pye or someone like that who said that he follows everyone from Trump to Katie Hopkins to J.K. Rowling so he hears what they come out with. This is about your algorithm. Do you make it like a snail shell until you can't see... Oh, excuse me, I'm moving pages here, I'm moved too. It's done until you can't see anything else. Or do you have it like a firework and bang the whole lot all at the same time? I've seen tweets demanding the snail shell version from their followers. And this is indeed a dilemma, and one that we all face on social media. It's something that we each have to decide upon. It's not easy when someone you admire does or says something that you disagree upon. I'm going to go back to last year's jolt on racism in the knitting world that took that started from Karen Templer's comments and rolled on to others including Kate Davis and Sok Matishan, amongst many others. All three I followed. And I really, really, really liked Kate Davis. I have her books, knit her patterns, and then she made this mistake. It was noticed and requested that she apologised. She and her company didn't at the time. Kate, also at the time, was suffering from a mental health issue, which became apparent after a lot of her fans cancelled her. She and the company have subsequently apologised, and I see her working for a fair and equal industry. You, yourself, may see this differently, as I'm seeing it from my white female perspective. I'm hoping that she has apologised and mended her ways enough for everybody, but obviously, if she hasn't, she hasn't. I think that Karen Templer did, but I can't see if Sokmetician has. We will move on to their product. As I said, I had two or three Kate Davis jumpers in my wardrobe and some of her books with plans to knit some of the jumpers. I really, really love my owl jumper, but I also really, really love my BIPOC listeners and friends in real life that isn't knitting. Some are knitting and some are not knitting. And then for me to wear it in front of them to see what is in essence support for someone who hasn't stood up for them wasn't sticking north on my compass. I know it's not the garment's fault and for me not to wear it is a waste. I could do a few things. I could rip it out, I could give it away, I could keep it for gardening, or I could keep it in the drawer. 
Mine actually sat in the drawer. I've seen other people on social media with these issues. In the end, Kate apologised, I think. And this winter, I've started wearing my owl's jumper again. And also, I welcome the fact that she apologised and learned a hard lesson. I did lose a few listeners over this at the time, but listeners, I'd do the same thing again. It's a messy, messy area called this cancel culture. I agree on the, oi, that's not acceptable. How would you feel if that was you? The empathy should be there. You apologise, you mend your ways. That's how I was brought up. I don't see it as a weakness, as it takes a strong will to hold your hand up and admit that you were wrong and not do it again. Learn from it and move on. People won't always accept the apology, and sometimes the crime is beyond. Humans do make mistakes. It's how we learn. I see the not learning as the weakness. The bottom line of this blather is be kind, because really, that's all we've got. Moving on to the swap. I'm now on to 78%. It took me a wee while to write that bit because there was a lot of thinking going on. And even then, when I was walking the dog this morning, I'm thinking, I don't know if I've done this justice and I don't know if I am actually getting my innermost thoughts about this over. So I hope I have. And I hope it's given you pause for thought about it too. It is a messy dilemma. People do, and I have seen people that I have actually know saying you're I'm still seeing some of my followers following these people um, and therefore they all unfollow you but then I've also thought of the Jonathan Pye reference of it might not have been Jonathan Pye but I think it was saying he follows everybody so he knows what they're thinking because if you don't hear it how can you challenge it and change things so um I was very much in the I'm going to unfollow you because I don't like that I'm going to unfollow you because I don't like that I unfollowed a lot of Trump followers um, over the four years and I have questioned myself as to whether I should or not but that's the decision that I've taken at the time and I suppose yeah, my algorithm is becoming in on myself which is not a, such a good thing I suppose in learning about life is it? and moving on but in another way there's no way on earth I was going to stand in Edinburgh Yarnfest wearing a jumper with uh, from somebody who has not stood up for the BIPOC community when I'm going to be speaking to some of them and some of them I know better than I know Kate Davis and I just wouldn't do that so that was sort of the way I was coming from on this but um, sometimes things need to be said and it's good to think about things. This obviously is not going to finish. There is a huge amount of disappointment when somebody that you admired has come out and done something awful and you feel, oh, you've stolen... Like, ravelry. Exactly like ravelry. You have stolen something from me. And really, was that yours to take in the first place? I don't know. But... We have to stand and be allies for those who don't have a voice. So we'll move on to swap. And like I said, I was only 78%. I have paired everyone up, barring one person. And 
well, possibly two. I'm waiting on one person coming back and seeing if they're actually going to take part or not. And if not, it's fine, I'll solve this one. I've learnt that I shouldn't ask, I should have asked for the emails on the Google form. Oops. I know it was short notice, but I hope everyone can get something sent by the 1st of December at the very latest. I had pulled the posting date forward for COVID and Christmas post because a listener has pointed out that um, it's a lot slower in some places, which does make the, the buy-in time is a bit shorter. But listeners, you can do this. It doesn't have to be crafty. It can be chocolate snowman or you can be crafty and make Christmas coasters or a felt robin. Use your imagination because I know you have one. At the time of writing, I don't have a swap buddy uh, as there was an odd number so I stepped out. I have a contingency plan though if you see my name appear in the list, it worked. Uh, I'm also paired in Woolworks Small Gestures Swaps with a lady in Oslo, Norway. Um, Oslo's airport (laughs) has the coolest wooden floor and the staff all went round on scooters from my memory. Anyway, enjoy your swap. I look forward to hearing a bit more and seeing pictures being posted about things as we go on. Me, 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 me section. Uh, <laughs> again, this episode, there's very little knitting or sewing. Oh, I'm only 85% at the time. I have lost my mojo. I wasn't going to say anything on Twitter because <laughs> the rest of Hunt's gang will come around and steal my stash because that's what I threatened to do to Pip's stash. <laughs> that's how the Hunt's gang was born. Now, I did cast on a jumper for November, which is not going to happen now, but it's the Flax Jumper by Tinkan Knits and I'm using Iona Yarn for the very lovely people at Iona Yarns. It's a, ne- a mixed breed pure wool and dyed in a beautiful teal colour and it's on a cone. Oh. It's not the softest, but with working and wearing and washing it will soften down. But I thought it would be perfect for a cosy winter jumper with a blouse underneath. It's in iron weight and it didn't look complicated. <laughs> I don't actually think it is complicated, right? This is a top-down raglan jumper. I did the neckline rib part in a night. I set it up for the raglan pattern. And all the jumper is plain, but for the arms. And they have a garter 15-stitch design down the outside. (laughs) That's it. But could I get my raglan increases in the right place? No. No, no, listeners. Of course you didn't. You on the bus and train, you're nodding your head and shaking your head all at the same time because, no listeners, I could not get them in the right place. Um, so I then realised I'd only increased four of the eight that I should have. So I've ripped it back into the neck and it's now sitting, waiting. Mm. I've not even made a whole cork niece, cork gnome yet. And Buchle ate my hand bulb that was sitting in my knitting bag. This has been sitting in my knitting bag pretty much all year. So, but I don't quite know why all of a sudden he took it a wee gee to himself and destroyed it. The fact that he was in the house all 
day when I was working and I come home at lunchtime and I finish at half past three because I'm kind of part-time. But yet, no, Buchel decided that he was neurotic enough to go into my knitting bag, take out my tube of handbag, which was not cheap, and chew it to bits. And he uh, thankfully wasn't sick, which I was surprised at because thankfully it was all organic. But <sighs> I was livid. And he did it out of badness. So he spent all night in his basket, not on the couch, and getting the old paint like he normally does. Uh, in sewing, I did cut out the pattern for a uh, swing cardigan, but not the fabric. <laughs> I haven't done any other sewing. And part of this is because Richard's away working and I'm doing everything else plus. So I'm tired and part is because I've kind of lost the mojo. Hopefully, this podcast will encourage me a bit more. 92%. I finished reading The Mirror and the Light by Hilary Mantel, which was part three of the Thomas Cromwell trilogy. And I would totally recommend these books if you're into anything, shape or form, historical fiction. They are long, but very well written and historically interesting and pretty much spot on as well, as far as I can tell. There was a couple of characters that she made up in the last one, but it's kind of, it's historical fiction, so, well, history is written by the victors and Thomas Cromwell wasn't one, so we don't have an awful lot of written evidence of what he actually said. Um, It's quite interesting how she went about finding the information out for Thomas Cromwell because she did a lot of research around him for things that the positions that he held did because that wouldn't have actually been overwritten and destroyed as easily um, so I'd recommend that and then Richard and I listened to I think I've told you this but the Ian Rankin book um, the new Rebus book Song of the Dead and it's based up part of it in not Betty Hill but is Betty Hill and it's very Rebus if you're a Rebus fan and worth a listen or a read and Richard was saying saying, oh what will I read now and I says well because it was coming up to Halloween I says Dracula because he'd never read it and I had and we put it on the car whilst we were driving home one night from Wick and it went as we were coming out went, Mina went into a half swoon (laughs) I was like, what? Did she just say a half swoon? Yeah, she did. Ooh, half swoon. Nobody swoons anymore. And certainly nobody half swoons. So next time you feel like swooning, I dare you to say, ooh, half swoon. (laughs) Dracula's a really good book if anybody actually fancied it. I'm thinking about Frankenstein because I've never read it. But if you've read it, let me know if you think it's a good enough book to spend a... A audible token on. Half spoon. <laughs> so, and then we both listened to Matthew McConaughey's book Greenlight, his autobiography, and it was written and narrated by him. Oh, yeah, because it's an autobiography, but he narrated it. It's a good book, and I did think that his production could have been a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> I know I can't really talk too much, but he's kind of. A-class Hollywood, you know. However, um, it's a good book, but I don't think I'm his kind of person. So I wouldn't kind of 
really want to actually meet him. You know how you're not supposed to meet your heroes? Well, he's not actually a hero, but um, there's bits in it. I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. You can understand why, why it's made him the character he is and it's an interesting life that he's had. So if you want an interesting read, and there are some, the way he's done it, it's, it's, it's definitely worth a read. Um, yeah. Other than that, I've been doing circuits three times a week, plus running, plus watching my diet, and I've lost three inches and half a stone of me. And remember, the reason I started this fitness fitness drive was to put my darts back into my Liverpool dress. But I'm not 100% sure that it will be enough quite yet. So, I will carry on. I'd quite like to lose maybe that extra half stone that's been on there since I had children so it would be nice but I'm gonna settle for the fitness part just now anyway it does look use up quite a bit of crafty time though I've noticed so listeners I hope you all have your mojo and vicariously knitting for me let's see that next line that you're doing name that Louise line yes you're sitting in Louise's sunroom right now and it's quite still looking. It's good. I think the sun's gone down, but it's definitely glowing. And the wind turbines are moving around, so it's obviously a bit windy somewhere. It's a bit cold. Not many birdies about, but it seems to be quite still-ish. Still, maybe slight breeze. So you want your knitted stuff on. We'll maybe put the fire on. We've got the light on. I'll put maybe put my new blinds down. And I can sort of play with the velour because the tactile. And then it'd be nice and cosy in here. And then maybe because you're knitting, I would maybe knit. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Alright. <laughs> so I wish you all the very best of health, listeners. Keep being careful. Space, face, and the other thing. Hands. That's it. Wash them hands. And if you've ordered an advent calendar or gin or yarn or whiskey or tea or soap, have fun because that's coming up soon. If you haven't, let's live vicariously through those who have. If you can't afford one, I'm quite sure that you've got stuff in your stash. Maybe you could make your own one because people do that. I've seen quite a lot over the years. In fact, Luli of Luli's podcast, she puts them in and then she videos what she gets in her little paper bags and I really really enjoy watching her open them I don't think I would ever manage on the Christmas week to or the Christmas um, month to do the amount of knitting that they do maybe this year because there won't be as much running around uh, because of Covid but probably not anyway I'll get my mojo back I ended on 95% for my car and that was enough because I went back and did some more seal watching. Seal news. I'll maybe put a jingle in there. Um, there is baby seals. So the mums have been sort of not taking them too far at the harbour, which is quite good for seal watching because there tends to always be one or, well, two around. And it was quite funny the other day. It actually looked like she was trying to eat it, but she was trying to shove it up further up the rock to so it didn't fall on back into the sea. <laughs> you can see her getting angry with it. It was quite funny. 
haven't named them yet. I don't think I can tell them quite apart yet. So it's we're still carrying on with that, and it's quite interesting. But I'm sorry I haven't got any more crafty stuff to report to you. Um, there's plenty going on. I hope that you have plenty going on. That is not anything COVID. I really wish you all the best of health. Well done to all the American listeners for the result of your election. I was quite um, delighted because Joe Biden said that he will put the climate agreement straight back in. And as a person that lives in the world and the climate, I thoroughly endorse that. All the rest of the stuff, I don't know whether I will agree with it or not, but we'll see. Anyway, um, what I really liked about that was whilst it was, I don't know whether you should be standing so close to each other, but watching the reports on the TV of people just being happy, it was really, really nice. I needed that at the time. It was just so nice to watch people peep at their horns and just cheering because of the result. And I had forgotten how nice it was because it's been a long year of very strained nerves and lots of sadness so um that little bit of chink of happiness and it's just like that first thaw of spring the first snowdrop just feels a bit like there is hope to come and with the vaccine news coming out let's hope that um, they probably tested it and it's going to work pretty well and then we can start becoming we can start hugging again that'd be nice right listeners i shall see if i can get this to edit because this is going to be different fun to the way i normally do right uh, keep on crafting